Welcome back to the Wizard Stuff. I'm your host, Guy. And I'm Blake. We got episode 12 today. Ultimate Masters Discussion. No free preview. No free previews. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. Ultimate Masters is coming out soon. This has probably been maybe the most controversial set that's been released this year, at least. Yeah, I'd agree with that statement. I... <laughs> I was recently looking at all the things that have happened in Commander this year, and I think this might be one of the spiciest. Well, I think just in the Magic community in general that this is probably the spiciest. I wouldn't even say mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say Commander community. I think just all Magic players, honestly. All Magic players. Okay, this episode is meant to talk about our thoughts of the recent release of Ultimate Masters, which comes out on December 7th. At the recording of this episode, we are 95% sure that every card has been released. So we're just going to dive right in and give you some straight facts about <laughs> Ultimate Masters. Street facts. So, <laughs> street facts. Uh-huh. So it's a master set, which means that it's consisted of only reprints. There are no new cards in this set. Mm-hmm. Some of these cards do have new arts, but no new cards. Mm-hmm. This will be the last master set for the foreseeable future. Probably within the last two years, there's been four master sets. There's Masters 25 at the beginning of 2018, and now we're ending the year with Ultimate Masters. Yep, there have been actually quite a few like master sets that have come out a lot. For this master set... The MSRP is about $338. A lot more than it has been. Uh... Like, not just... I mean, it's considerably a lot more. <laughs> yeah. It's, like it's, not like five, lot. it's not like $5 more like the Commander 2018 product was. Wait, what? The, the Commander 2018 product this year was about $5 more than it was in previous years. Oh, well, that was kind of... I mean, I don't know. I feel like those... Those, that's a that's a whole other topic. That's apples and oranges. Okay. Apples and oranges. <laughs> okay. This is the most expensive product Magic has ever printed, though. At the time of its release, yeah. At the time of this release, yes. Yeah. Which is November twenty first, twenty eighteen. Yes. <sighs> I've already seen though on like TCG Player that there's been a lot of boxes going for like two seventy. I'm not surprised. Which is like. The MSRP is just like the recommended, that's what R stands for, what they should price it as, but you know, the free market capitalism, it's been lowering, which I think all Magic players are pretty happy about. Yeah, I don't know if Wizards of the Coast is necessarily thrilled about that, Yeah, but whatever. $338, if you do buy a box, that would be about 10% of your household income if your household income is three thousand dollars actually more at that point i i guess today's point is to say whether or not we feel that the set is warranted of that price yeah and i think lots of people have done this where they like compare the price of this box like the professor compared it to like buying a 
like Nintendo Switch and like six Nintendo Switch games, and then some other person did like a whole bunch of like products you can buy that add up to the cost of this and how you can buy like how this is basically the equivalent of like 33 Taco Bell party boxes. <laughs> Which I will say that one of those two is going to give you massive shits while the <laughs> other is going to just give you a bunch of cardboard. I don't know. I feel like you eat enough cardboard, you're going to get massive shits. Jesus Christ, boy. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. I mean, let's quickly talk in... Let's let's quickly talk. What are we drinking tonight? Oh yeah, I'm drinking Jim Bean Double Oak, twice barreled. It's what is what it, the fuck? It's whiskey. It's whiskey. Okay, it's whiskey. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's good. I'm just drinking a Guinness. I already had a glass of wine, red wine, not yeah. white wine, which is what I normally drink. Yeah. And yeah. D- don't worry, audience. If guy runs out, he has six more bottles of wine. I asked him. Friendsgiving's tomorrow, so I bought wine for everyone. Mm-hmm. All right. Anywho, we should get back to talking about this. Um, I imagine. I just want to say real quickly. Uh, I imagine like only like LGSs can really afford to buy these boxes. Like the average player does not have like three hundred thirty-eight dollars to just drop on this box. Like mostly everyone that I know personally. We just plan to buy singles from the secondary market. We're not... We can't buy this. Yeah. I I was very, very much considering buying a box, but also kind of getting into some of the temptations that kind of make people want to buy the boxes. I don't think outweigh the fact that it's $338, which we'll get into. Yeah. So first, let's talk about kind of the big thing with Ultimate Masters, and that's the reprints. Mm-hmm. Reprints have been fucking insane. They've been actually really, really good. Holy shit! Yeah, I did. I did some research beforehand about like what, because you know, commander player don't know much about modern, and I was like, okay, so what are some cards that like you know modern people actually need? And so far, I've seen most of the cards that were most asked for in modern be reprinted in this set. Like I'd say about eighty percent. There's maybe like four or five that aren't being reprinted in this set that are still considered staples to modern and so i guess that their prices are going to go up that's okay okay because we got some some big boys yeah like we got liliana we got karn we got temporal manipulation and ancient tomb and cavern of souls and those are like the box toppers and even the non-box toppers are really good reprints. Well, you can still get Liliana, Karn, and Temporal, and like all those cards. You can still get those in like the packs. They're not just exclusively box toppers. Right, right. And I think that's really nice too. I guess. Okay. I, I think before we continue, we should have probably talked about what a box topper is. Yeah. One of the oh. more important parts about this set. Yeah, I mean, this. Okay, it's hard to talk about Ultimate Masters because everything is so interconnected. You talk about one thing and you then you start going off on tangents. So we're going to try not to go around in circles, but we already are. But, anyways, so Box Topper, if you've been living under a rock, is the new thing that Wizards of the Coast has been putting in their products, which is a singular card that's going to go sealed all on its own at the top of this set of cards. 
and it's like really expensive set of cards (laughs) yes and it's like this full art foil card and it's going to be put in i think the idea is really great do you agree with that guy i think mostly everyone has been saying that it's a really cool and awesome idea to do a box topper i like the box topper idea more than i like the exclusive card per set Yes, and I, I just love the design because a lot of them also don't include like the flavor text. Like I really want the temporal manipulation card the most because it's just center text, take an extra turn, nothing else. It doesn't have all that like extra bullshit that <laughs> kind of like clutters up the card in my opinion. And it's just like, nice, borderless, very pretty. Very pretty and it's probably going to like punch my wallet. <laughs> Okay, maybe I didn't know this. Like, do you not like flavor? We're not going to talk about this too much, but do you not like flavor text as much? I actually really like flavor text if it's good. I think flavor text is fine on some cards, but like on other cards, like temporal manipulation, where it's just a very simple effect, having the text in the middle of the card, very simple, straightforward. Hmm. All right, fair enough. Anyway, we just want to say that between Guy and I, we felt that Wizards of the Coast was almost right. Like, they almost got it. The one... Okay, there's, like, one of the main problems with this product is that all the box toppers needed to be $50 to justify this $338 MSRP. I would actually say that most of the cards for this Ultimate Box Topper should have been at least maybe even 25 like I would, I would kind of put them lower because already the box stopper is going to become a much more exclusive card than the card itself. So by creating a more exclusive card of that own, of that card, so like I'm going to use Balefire Dragon as a, as an example, which is now a eight dollar mythic. Yeah. But because there's a box stopper masterpiece, it's going to be worth a lot more than that. So that kind of then puts it back up to like this $45, $50 range. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to jump up that much. Maybe. Well, not 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 the not the Balefire Dragon itself, like the masterpiece version. Some of them. Some of it's them. It's the cards that like stirring wood wild. Yeah, wood. those are the problems. Those are the cards. Lava Claw reaches and like stir stirring wildwood cuz like imagine you just bought this $338 product. You open it, you get to your box topper, you're like, ah, oh, sweet. And then you open it, you're like, oh, what's it going to be? It's going to be one of these super sweet, awesome cards. And then you open it, and it's Lava Claw Reaches. It's like, what the fuck? This Which is... is a $1 card on its own already. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, like, you kind of, you need that, like, guaranteed, like, no matter what box topper you're going to get, you need it to be more than a fucking dollar. And, oh yeah, yeah. And so there are a couple of those cards, and it's like they just they just needed they just needed none of the we they needed like every box topper to be more than they needed it to be like actual money. <laughs> they were so close. Think, Most of them were. I Most think, of them were, but they needed every single one of them. And oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, mo- I'd say like yeah, thirty-five out of the forty. If you're gonna price if you're gonna price it at three hundred thirty-eight dollars, like each one needs to be money guaranteed. I'm sorry. You, you almost mm-hmm. had it right, Wizards. You almost had it right. Come on. And so this kind of contributes to why the MSRP is considerably higher. 
I think without the box topper, you could average the price to be about 278 per pack, uh, not per pack, per box. And so the box topper is then valued at a $55, give or take, range. So yeah, if you're going to have a box topper, the card that goes into there should be worth something that will allow you to pretty much break even. You're going to feel so screwed over when you open that Lava Claw Reaches. Right. I don't, so I guess I don't understand why they felt the need to do that land cycle where it's two well, color lands well, and they, you know that two of them are actually like used in modern decks and they're like $50 each so that makes sense but they should have just stuck with those two in my opinion and right. just they, yeah. they didn't need or I don't even think that you needed to make those the box toppers those could have just been cards you reprinted in the set and then you could have had other cards like Phyrexian Tower or Phyrexian Altar those could have been box toppers because they're definitely worth the value yeah they're and in the Celestial Colonnade could have just been a card that you get in the set. Yeah, like some of the like the regular reprints, chosen some of those, like what you were saying, the Phyrexian Tower, the Phyrexian Altar, and have those be the box toppers instead. Or, I mean, here's a, another solution that I saw. If, if Wizards of the Coast really wanted to do like a cycle of lands, why not the fetch lands? Each one is actually worth something. Each one, I would say, justifies like the ability to make it a box topper would continue to increase the price. Yeah, like I would have liked to have seen like Mox Obel or Leyline of the Void or Dark Confidant imprinted, something like that. I don't know, cards that you know are worth money. Right, not these fucking lands. <laughs> but I guess if you're going to include yeah, so the point that I guess I was, I, we're trying to make is, they were so close. They were so close. They got like 95% correct. But in this situation, you need to be like 100% correct. This is pass-fail. There's none of this A, A, A minus, B plus, C minus shit. Sink or swim. So we've kind of, <laughs> we've kind of been going back and forth between our thoughts on <laughs> yeah, the box stoppers and the reprints. It's but hard. let's get back to the reprints for a for a little bit. Some notable reprints that weren't reprinted. Like, what were some ones that you were looking for? Well, like I said, I was like wanting to like, people were asking for Mox Opal, Leyline of the Void, Dark Confidant. Those are the ones that I found, and then you found some too. Yeah, Horizon Canopy, Dark Confidant, Meddling Mage, Damnation, Rings of Bright Earth, Oubliate? Yeah. Oubliate? Yeah. Oubliate? I don't, I don't know. It, it's a weird popper card that I know is like $40 at a common. Yeah. In the set that it was originally printed. But it's only been printed once. And it's not on the reserve list, so you could reprint it if you really needed to. Blake and I both mentioned Dark Confidant, which is one of the... It's a, it's a one in a black, and it allows you to draw pretty much an extra card every turn, and you take one damage, correct? Yeah. So... That kind of goes into the cycle of cards that Wizards of the Coast has, where it's like a, a one and a color mana. So you got like blue Snapcaster Mage, it's one and a blue. You got Young Pyromancer, which is one and a red. You got Tarmogoyf, which is one and a green. Mm. I don't know what the white one is because, you know, white kind of sucks. And then you got you Dark have a, Confidant, which is You have a mono white. white commander deck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Anyway, so, so I feel like looking at the reprints, Dark Confidant could have gone into there because they printed Snapcaster Mage, Young Pyromancer, and Tarmogoy. Yeah, I did. I actually didn't really think about that. The opportunity was there. Snapcaster Mage definitely being. Well, I guess Dark Confidant is going to be the most expensive one now because it has the least reprints. I just I just know that no matter how many times they print Tarmogorg, that thing's still so fucking expensive. I don't even I, I don't I don't even use it. Nobody uses it in Commander, but I just still like to check on it cuz it's so notorious that it's like I can't help but know about its existence and I'm like, "Oh, how expensive is it again? It's still this much? Jesus Christ." <laughs> Yeah, it's been reprinted in most master sets, and yeah. the price goes down for a short bit, and then it just goes back right back. It just goes right back up. So I think it's sitting around like seventy or eighty right now. Because yeah, actually, I would, I'm considering trying to put it into my green deck. Yeah, I've I've talked to you a little bit about this, but we can talk more about it after the episode. <laughs> All right. Are you too afraid to say stuff to my face, boy? Yeah, I think it's a bad decision, you dumb shit. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway. But yeah, so reprinting some of these cards, like Dark Confidant or Tarmogoyf, Tarmogoyf being the better example, where you reprint it and yeah, it goes down for a bit, but then it comes right back up. I don't see what's the harm in then doing that with some of these if you're printing them at Mythic, like Dark Confidant. You gave Balefire Dragon a card that didn't need the reprint, but you gave it to it anyways, and now you, have, you just lost the opportunity. Oh, well. Yeah, so we've kind of talked about how we just wish that every single box topper was worth fifty, like 20 to $50, and how they were very close. Or they should have been. Yeah, they should have been. They were very close, but almost, and like our alternatives to that. And then there's kind of the next issue, which is there was a video saying that the cards the box toppers are searchable if you use a high power flashlight you can see what the card is they couldn't demonstrate it for the camera they then said what card it was and then they opened the pack and it was the card that they said it was uh we don't really know exactly how reliable this person is but i don't know just it seemed kind of legit and so it makes me really nervous like, I know on Command Zone they couldn't re-simulate that, or they couldn't confirm that because they tried apparently a bunch. But even so, that doesn't mean that it's not possible. And so this makes me really question the quality check of Wizards of the Coast checking their product. Because it's one thing to have misprints. Like, Guy, you've seen those misprint videos online where they're kind of cool. Like, they're, oh, they're all messed up. Like, they it's all wrong and those are neat but like misprints are one thing but to have in like faulty product is completely on a whole nother level i kind of understand <clears throat> well the idea of the box stopper was that it's just going to be an exclusive product that comes already within the box so pretty much the idea is you get the box and then you get to open the box stopper yeah so i think uh kind of I kind of understand like why they weren't so concerned whether or not the the thing was going to be searchable was because it's just going to come in the box like yeah you're not going to be true. able to search the box but magic has a very strong secondary market where 
you should have thought about more. Someone's going to take that box topper and probably sell it. Yeah, that's the real issue, is the fact that people are going to try to resell these box toppers on the secondary market when it clearly says on the package itself, not for resale. <laughs> it's like, but people are going to do it anyways. You know they are. Mm. And so if you're dumb enough to buy this, brought like a sing, if you're dumb enough to buy a box topper on the secondary market like eBay, like, good luck, is all I have to say. Yeah. It's too easy for you to be scammed. Exactly. We're just going to throw the disclaimer out there. Don't be a fucking idiot and buy a box topper on the secondary market. Yeah. Does not apply to just magic, but life in general. Don't be a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. It'll do wonders for you. I do want to say this kind of goes partly to a different topic about the box toppers because I really like the idea that the box toppers kind of incentivize LGS to buy these and then players to go to their LGS to buy them because there was the whole debacle with the Guilds of Ravnica Mythic Edition <laughs> where those were only available on the online site. Yeah. And so the LGS lost out on that opportunity for people to go in buy those. The LGS even, I mean, the Hasbro site is like a broken piece of shit anyway, so like, your likelihood of getting them was very low, so Wizards of the Coast obviously saw their screw up and then kind of said, hey, you know what, we're going to try and do this, and it kind of then re-incentivizes people to go back to the local game store to buy this product. Yeah. That's one thing I do appreciate about Wizards of the Coast is they did sort of say an apology, even if it was kind of a not the best one, in my opinion. But I do appreciate people, or I guess in this case a company, who do admit that they've done wrong. That's the worst, when people or like entities don't ever admit fault. That pisses mm-hmm. me off to no end. To no end. Yeah. It's also kind of funny that after this whole debacle with the Mythic Edition, Wizards of the Coast sent out a lot of these box toppers as kind of like a, hey, we're sorry, we screwed up kind of thing. And now it's now it's causing like a whole other issue. <laughs> they're like, two so step- I wonder what, <laughs> two I wonder what we're going to get next. Two steps forward, one step back. <laughs> so at least it's one step forward. Yeah. Yeah, one okay. one other thing, we're wrapping up here, but one other thing I wanted to say about this is that uh, Wizards of the Coast has repeatedly said that this, pros- this product isn't for everyone, and I really wish they would have said something more along the lines of just a, saying that this was a luxury product, because wording is important, and when you say like something like, this product isn't for everyone... You kind of sound like an elitist fuck who do, who aren't compassionate towards your buyers. Whereas if you say, like, this is a luxury product, it's more like, okay, like, do you see what I'm saying? It's like, it's a luxury product, like, okay, like, these are for, like, the more, like, dedicated people who've been p- playing Magic maybe for 10, 15, the whole time it's existed and have like they're grown adults and they have money and they want to buy these products what do you think of that i mean definitely going into this with the product design in me which is what i studied at school yeah it's not like i 
would design a product with the intention of, oh, this is only going to that one person, the idea was always like, maybe this is kind of like the focus of that, but I also always need to consider like who else would be using this. It's kind of like, there's this test that, um, like if I design something, my grandma still has to be able to use it because I don't want to make this so advanced that she's not being able to still participate because regardless, she's probably going to come into contact with it. Kind of like, yeah, I mean, the best example is like a TV remote. Um, a lot of the remotes that I see are just like a bunch of pieces of shit because they're <laughs> not like straightforward enough where my grandma can understand. So it's kind of like that, but with like money, I suppose, where, yeah, I'm sure you had the idea that, oh, we're going to like make this product for the people because we know that people are going to spend a lot of money, but not everyone's going to spend a lot of money. Like we said, mm -hmm. this would be like, if you do make three grand a month, which is uncommon probably among your younger generation of magic players, like they're not going to spend 10% of their income on this product. So I don't like that. I, I think products should always be designed with everyone in mind. Though, like the idea that the reprints maybe not like, maybe not necessarily, because I also kind of thought about this was like, it, with reprints in the set, like, yeah, I guess if the idea is they're meant to be like reprinting expensive cards for modern, you should kind of keep that in mind, but also then that kind of like rolls over into commander players. So like if you're upset because the commander card wasn't reprinted, that's fine. But the idea that this the product's not too expensive for you to buy because you're a poor college student, that's actually not, not okay. So kind of in conclusion, like at the end of the day, like everything's gonna be okay guys like if ultimate masters flops watsi should learn its lessons and hopefully they don't make the same mistakes in theory and if it's a success if it's a success for them then it's a success for them and we keep going on it's not going to kill magic it's not going to drastically cripple magic it's fine like it's funny because even like in the last few days everyone's been hating on ultimate masters and then in the last few days they've released spoilers for the rest of the set and now everyone's already kind of moving on they're already kind of forgetting about the initial controversy and it's like this always happens and this kind of leads into a, a bigger idea that i advocate which is Every single trading card game, whether you're in Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, Forza Will, Pokemon, people are always going to think their form, their card game that they love is dying. No matter where you're at. People are going to say, my card game is dying, Magic's dying, Pokemon's dying, Yu-Gi-Oh is dying, all the time. And rarely, rarely does that ever happen. So... I don't know. I'm just like, at the end of the day, everything's gonna be fine, guys. Like, that's not to brush aside when companies or players make 
super big mistakes that need consequences. But what I am saying is, at the end of the day, I think people are going to do the right thing and everything's going to be fine. Yeah, Chad. <laughs> you said that the other day, and I don't understand. Like, who's Chad? Just <laughs> a guy I know who would always be like a doomsayer. Well, Chad, if you're listening, shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's like an inside joke. Okay. I got. I guess I got two questions for you, Blake, or kind of like. Just, quick, just to bounce ideas off of. Points. Yeah. yeah. Sure, go for it. But uh, I'm interested, like, what are maybe, like, two or three of the cards that you want most from the set? Oh, like, that I actually want to buy? Yeah. Ooh, shit. Uh, definitely Mana Vault. Definitely Mana Vault. I've been waiting so long. Okay, I'm, I'm one of those people that... I'm sorry, you can hate me. You're allowed to hate me. I don't really like brown border artifacts. I like silver border artifacts. So I am so happy that this is the first time Mana Vault is getting a reprint with the new art that's been on online version, but it's now coming to TCG. I am 100% buying that. Um, and then, oh God, you kind of you caught me off guard there. Surprise, bitch. Okay, like I think you asked me already, but I might buy the box topper Sigarda just because I have Sigarda as one of my commanders. And, you know, I might. It depends. I'll think about it. What about you, guy? <clears throat> Number one card I want, and honestly, it's probably the card I've wanted most for a while, but Temporal Manipulation. Right. Yeah, you told me that. I already talked about how I'm probably going to buy that, and I'm only going to buy the box topper version because I don't want that jank flavor text on it. That jank flavor text. I think that's the first time anyone's ever used those two terms in conjunction. I'm a, I'm a pioneer <laughs> in language. And then Frantic Search. I, I really like the new art. Oh, I need to buy that too. That was the other one I wanted to. Yeah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> and then the other one is Ancient Tomb. I'm fine without that one, but you go for it. Well, I, I really enjoy this new art. And yeah, the box topper version is sweet, but I'd be okay if I just got the like okay like the normal version, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then if I buy this one, which will be cheaper now, then I will have a really old ancient tomb that I can just put in another deck. And oh yeah, because you nice have one. a really old one, don't you? I do. I forgot about that. I don't really... And I, I'm like... Mm, whenever I draw it, I'm like... Mm. I wish this was prettier. I wish this was prettier. Because the only other one was the Zendikar masterpiece. And I was like... I'm not going to pay $300 for this card. Do it. Or I really don't want to, but I think I'm going to have to. What was your other question you had for me? Where do you think reprints are going to go? What do you mean? So, like, if... Masters is the set where most reprints kind of happen. Where are all the reprints going to go that we need? Uh, I think. Or are we just never going to have reprints again? You know, you know uh, 
you know, that's kind of funny because, like, that's good because, yeah, I don't think we're going to get many new reprints for a while. And so everyone's going to... Like, you know how Commander players are always complaining about their wanting reprints? <laughs> I think that's going to increase even more, even though, like, we've actually gotten a lot of good reprints this last year. I think I think it's just going to increase because <laughs> we're not going to... We're definitely not going to get any for a while at the rate we're used to. I guess, okay, I, maybe we're not going to get them at the rate we're used to. Which has been like, why don't you just, what? Because part of this Ultimate Masters thing is it's supposed to be a very limited set. But mm -hmm. that's not really going to help with all this reprints, is it? I don't know how, okay, I'm always skeptical as to whether a product is actually like limited printing. But, you know, they kind of just say that oftentimes to like get hype to buy your product i don't i i kind of take i kind of take the saying of limited print run with a grain of salt i mean it's definitely true in some situations but i also am like mm, i don't know so we'll see how limited this actually is mm -hmm. i'm i'm actually very interested to see with all the controversy around this set what's going to actually happen and then in a couple of months everyone's going to forget about it and then everything's going to be fine okay Fair enough. I just hope they don't keep making magic products more and more and more and more expensive. Yeah, I don't think they will either, but I guess you live and learn. Yeah, we've only been playing for like a couple years, so we're not like the other magic players that have been playing for 5 or 10 or 15. Since it's conception. Yeah, so, I mean, we have a very limited perspective, and if any of you listening have more perspective than we do and disagree or agree with us, like, let us know. The whole point of this episode is a discussion. Like, we're very aware that we're just common people. And that's... Drunk. Yeah, drunk common people. Those are the best kind of people. Let's be honest here. <laughs> that's where good conversations are done. So let us know in the comments or something, because we honestly would like to know. And I think everyone does. Like, just talk to each other. We're not going to bite each other, usually. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to bite someone, but... <laughs> You're going to punch someone. Okay. Resist. I'll bite someone. Resist. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much, and we will see you guys again in two weeks. All right. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace. First of all, congratulations. Wizards of the Coast. Hello, I like money. What inspired you to create another master set? Money. <laughs>